Okay, here we go. The Ben and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Ben Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> you know, I wanted us to live in a place with real family values. But values don't come from where you live or who your friends are. They come from inside, from your own beliefs. I agree, Lois. Like, for instance, if you're watching a TV show and you decide to take your values from that, you're an idiot. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show! It's the Planet Mikey Podcast! With special guests... Bill Smith. My name is Bill Smith, and here's where I live. Star of the motion picture, Mr. Smith Goes to Sudbury. <laughs> With a legendary career pushing buttons correctly. And the only times he misfires are when he gets a contact buzz from the air in the studio here at Pelham Island. Come on, man. And Ben. Kitchen, who actually thought of changing his last name to There Done That. Get it? Been There Done That? (laughs) Or as Woody Woodpecker once said, God, am I wired. And then Ben Kitchen uh, contemplated, he did this. Moving to Fire Island and changing his last name to Gay. Ben Gay. Ben Gay. But that would have rubbed some people the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the biggest tricks you can play on your friends? Stick Ben Gay in their jock strap. What does that do? Oh. (laughs) Mayhem. You're a horrible friend. Mayhem. Doesn't it have a. Doesn't it smell like menthol or. Not the smell; it's the burning. Oh. It's the sensation on your uh, your scrotal, <laughs> your grundle, your package, your unit. Thanks for the tip. Your digit, <laughs> your pud. <laughs> how many? You know, that's how you know that there's a. It's a man's world. Is that there's four hundred different names for penises, and there's like only three nicknames, or maybe five, for women's uh, genitalia. That's right. Can you name those five uh, names? Let me just tell you. I can. Let's not do it. I'm not sure. gonna. No. But I we can. have we have fourteen percent of our audience is is women. That's right. Can't fuck that up. Uh, geez, I, don't know. I lost my place already. Oh, you were in the middle of the introduction. We we're talking about beavers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's amazing how those little critters can build their own little house in it's the true. water. Yep. And it's waterproof. You know, it doesn't get wet in there. It's, it's, oh, sometimes it does. You never know. All right. I, <laughs> why do I feel like singing Muskrat Love by, uh, oh. by uh, Captain and Tony, uh, Captain, Tony Toenail. She, uh, she was too hot for him. You think? Yeah. She was kind of gangly, though. She was really kind of uncoordinated and olive oily. Yes. Uh, she, she was, you know, considering that he was a bug-eyed freak. He was being interviewed one day, and the, the interviewer says, oh, So your name is uh, Dragon, Daryl Dragon? Daryl Dragon. He said, if you were married to Tony, you'd be Dragon, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't want to go with Daryl Tanil. Yeah. Because that's, 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 that's giving up. That's surrendering. Was, was that his real name? Daryl Dragon? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm surprised he didn't breathe fire when they asked him that question. <clears throat> okay. I got a list of things here we must cover. <laughs> really? Where do you want to begin? Where do I begin? What kind of a week have you had? Oh, That was his real name. Daryl Frank Dragon. Yeah, he's dead. He yeah. died January 6th. Oh, my God. About a year ago. Two, two, two years, years ago, ago today. Really? Three years ago. That's three years ago. Oh, yeah. Holy January shit. 2. 2019. He was born in 1942. Man. He, he, he would have been 79? Yeah. Are you kidding? All right. God, he got a little of that, though, didn't he? All right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the page away. As Mikey stares at Tennille. Tony Tennille. He's the way love kept him together with his toenail. Now, I have a whole list of things here. I got an amazing list of things. First of all, this show is sponsored by... Uh, Let's see. I got a list of sponsors here. Really? Oh, Schaefer Beer. Let's sing along. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. Sing with me. Schaefer pleasure doesn't fade even when your thirst is done. The most rewarding cornhole in this man's world for people who are having fun. Schaefer. It's the, hey, one beer to have when you're having more than one. I wonder what makes Schaefer the one beer you know, to have what when they you're mean having there more is than if you're one. having a, a one uh, menage a trois, one fermentation. you got to have Most Schaefer. brewers just ferment their when beer you're once. having more than one. But Schaefer is fermented twice. Beaver. Once to make it beer and twice to make it Schaefer. Wow. The one beer with flavor so fine it keeps shining through glass after yes. frosty glass. By the way, it's rat piss. More than one fermentation is, is. one reason. But, of course, there's more than it one is. reason behind the one beer to have when you're having more okay, that's than enough. one. We didn't pay, they didn't pay for that. Uh, so he, here's the thing. <laughs> it's the perfect beer to have when, when you're, you're having, having more, more than, than one, one worm-infested, wonderful pistachio. Can you dr- uh, we're you, back on yeah, that. We're back on the oh, but listen, you can drown out the taste of the worms you just chewed. Uh, now, now I can't hear myself yeah, at all. Yeah, because okay. I, I realized. What did you, it was your fault. You panicked and I... Uh, it's your fault. I moved the volume control. It's your fault. My remember, fault? Remember when you said how great he was? I know. Yeah. He he hardly ever pushes the wrong button. But when he does, it's a fucking major disaster. <laughs> he rarely pushes the right button. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sensitive. What were we talking about? Beavers. Uh... <laughs> Beer? Oh, Schaefer. Schaefer beer. My dad used yeah. to drink Schaefer beer warm. It's awful. Oh. It's awful beer. Uh, it is really bad. You know, the cheapest beer, though, was they had this brand called Munich. And when I first started illegally buying uh, alcohol at age 16 with a fake ID, yes. Munich was $1.11 for a six-pack. For a six-pack. That's like, what, uh, 20 cents? Less than 20 cents a can. Munich. Those were the days. But I used to go for the bottled Schlitz draft. Uh, it was $1.40, a six-pack. <laughs> and it was really actually pretty good, you know? Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Get off on a beer tangent here. Um, so that's one sponsor. Do we have another one? Oh, no. Yes. Well, uh, it would be Wonderful Pistachios, the, the nut of the green worm. That comes free with every and, nut. And they can't sue me. They can't sue me for saying, oh, guess what? Their pistachios have green mealworms crawling through them and laying their eggs inside because it, it happened. It happened right here. You both are my witnesses. Yeah. I have video. Sadly, it's true. So if they get pissed at me for saying the truth, then you know what I'm saying? Here's how I answer that. 
Wait a minute, didn't they send you... Heck you. Uh, didn't, didn't they send you $20 for your trouble? Yeah, that doesn't cancel the debt. I can no longer eat pistachios for the rest of my life. I can't even look at them. I get all pukey, gaggy, in my mouthy. Because there's, I ate the fucking worms. That's why. I mean, come on. It's not like I, I saw it. I, uh-oh. No, I ate them. What else and now got? I got to have an MRI on my brain because of that. I think a worm crawled into my brain. I still think you should tape a nail, slide it underneath your hair, and just tape it down there so that when, when they do the brain scan, <laughs> that'll show up. There's a big bo- Actually, bolt in my head like Frank. It'll be the only thing that shows up. But it's metal, so you're inside the big magnet. And you know, was it Stephen Wright that said, uh, I've been having problems. My, my brain's been itching. So I spend a lot of time thinking about sandpaper. <laughs> uh, so the <laughs> I had a fight on Facebook with a guy. Another one? No, it was pretty simple because I kicked the shit out of the guy. What happened? <clears throat> I, I belong to this one page on Facebook. It's like, you know, Yaz fans or something, because yeah. I was always a big Yaz fan. So some clown, I don't know where he's from, he writes, oh, Yaz oh, overrated. So I got all pissed off. How old was this person? I don't know. I have no idea. I just He's just Would you a guess name. probably under 40? <clears throat> I'm going to say, well, assholes can be any age. You know what I mean? So this guy, I jump on the guy and I say, oh, Yaz is overrated. Yeah, you know what you're talking about. Uh, 646 doubles, eighth on the all-time list. More doubles than uh, than Hank Aaron. More doubles than Barry Bonds. 646 doubles. Uh, ninth on the all-time list of hits of all the players that ever played Major League Baseball over the course of baseball. Ninth on the list of hits. Carl Yastrzemski. Did this <laughs> Facebook guy think that he was going to match? Uh... Well, I, I don't know what he thought. He he thought yes is overrated, so I had to jump out and pinch a pinch a loaf with this guy on the thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, had I don't actually now know no. what you're saying. What seven did that gold, mean? Seven gold gloves. <laughs> no, what did that mean? It doesn't mean anything. You're pinch a loaf. Well, the first thing came into my head. You're gonna play a game of battleship. I guess it tells you where I'm going after the show. <laughs> seven gold gloves for Carl Yastrzemski. Gold glove, of course, indicating the best position player, best player at that position that he plays in the whole league, right? Field. Eighteen All Star appearances. How many years did he play? 20, 24? 23. Twenty-three. So he, he made the all-star team every year but five of all of his. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, three batting titles. He finished second in the batting race twice. Uh, he's the uh, five-time on-base percentage league leader, seven-time, uh, four-time OPS leader in the American League. Uh, his postseason batting average was 369 with four home runs and 11 RBIs in 17 total games. He's Carl Yastrzemski. He's in the Hall of Fame. First man ever to have 400 home runs and 3,000 hits in the American League history. But he's overrated. Could, clearly couldn't play. You know, I, I think Yaz is up in the booth right now, and he has some comments to say about this Facebook guy. Well, of course, he's an asshole. Uh, guy doesn't know shit from Shinola. I uh, played a, a long career, 23 years, 24 years. Uh, I got to sit and hold Mrs. Yawkey's hand in the, during the ball game. Uh, I drank a lot of beer, smoked a lot of uh, Winston's in the dugout, and uh, this guy on Facebook can kiss my ass. Well, thanks, yes. Wow. You're welcome. 
Uh, moving on to non-baseball topics. By the way, baseball guys, these players are so greedy. They're going to have another strike. They're going to have another work stoppage. Okay, because they, because you know, thirty million a year just isn't a very good standard to be set for pitchers. That would piss me off. I, I honestly, I think the players are going to take it on the chin this time because everybody realizes now the, the magnitude of these numbers these ball players get, and they're going to hate the players. And the owners, they already hate because the owners own the building. They own, the, you know, okay. There's going to be filthy rich people. They don't have the football owners, but you know what? They got they got to stop. They're going to start looking at the players like they're just a major overhead. You can't pay somebody a million dollars a game to pitch a game. You can't do it, especially because half the time or a third of the time, anyway, he's going to lose. Oh, so fed up with it. And I talked to Bill Lee today about. Well, I got I did, he's got a new book coming out. We're going to have him on in a couple of weeks. Okay, good. Am I, am I, like, all over the place again? A little bit, but yeah. it's all good. <sighs> okay, We're like... just kind of watching the train. <laughs> Derail. <laughs> just don't give me a goose in the caboose. I've got uh, lift stories from hell. You want me? You want some lift stories? Yeah. i got a bunch of lift stories. Lift stories. You. I mean, always... honestly, this was hell week for me. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Okay, first of all, there's no place like Worcester, Massachusetts on garbage day. <laughs> you drive down the streets of Worcester on any day, and it looks like garbage day, but when it actually is garbage day, it's like a, it's like a, a total mess. It's like working out of a uh, landfill or something. You know, it's brutal. And they just throw the, you know, they just throw the bags out there. You know, this is a, a market basket bag, and it's filled with, you know, Dog shit and leftover cartons of, they just throw it out there on the sidewalk and it's like you gotta drive through that stuff. I gotta tell you, Worcester, they they, they got problems. Worcester's got serious problems. I'll tell you more about that in a moment here. But let me tell you what happened New Year's Eve. You ready for this? This was a nightmare. I said I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna help my friends and society by giving the drunks a ride home and you know making sure no one drives drunk. You did this at night. Did it at night on New Year's Eve. I started early, too. And luckily for me, I got this. My first ride was this fucking idiot. Let me tell you what happened. I'm in Sudbury. That's where I picked him up. Bass is going to be blowing out of his car soon. That's right. I picked him up in Sudbury. And he gets in the car and he says, uh, I was supposed to go to the train station, but do you mind just taking me to Dorchester? Uh, it's, it's probably safer. You know. I said, well, yeah, I guess, sure. No problem. You got to change the destination on your app. So he changes the destination of his app. Bing, we're going to Dorchester together. 47 minutes from Sudbury. Oh, yeah. So we're driving. He's not, he's not, he did not stop talking. By the way, he's a Navy guy. He was in the Navy oh. before he became a drunk. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes it's one and the same. Yeah. He's, he's telling me every story. But wouldn't let me get a word in edgewise. He's just talking, 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 like this. And he says, do you mind if I drink? I got a thing there. He's got a little <laughs> bottle. Of, of alcohol. I said, as long as you don't spill it on the seat. He says, no, no. I don't well, he drinks that thing. We, by the time we get to the place, yeah, he's spilling it. And not just on his seat. He reaches over to show me something on his phone, and he pours it on my front seat by mistake. <laughs> my front seat. Now everybody, if I get pulled over, they're going to think, I'm drunk, doing a Lyft driving thing, and I'm so he did the one thing I asked him not to do. The one thing, that's right. In that beautiful Grand Marquis. In that beautiful Grand Marquis. So I, 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 luckily I had a, a Planet Mikey golf towel. 
someone gave me a long time ago, and I wiped it up real quick. So, did. so now I'm driving them to uh, Waldeck Avenue in uh, Dorchester, which is in a fine neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I get there, and he gets out of the vehicle. Uh, there were other things that happened on the way that pissed me off. We get to we get there. He gets out of the vehicle, and my my thing is dinging because the next ride is in Dorchester. Wants me to pick them up and take them somewhere because that's what happens. They, they line up in a queue. Yep. So I'm dropping him off, and he won't get out of the car. He's doing all this because he's drunk, and he finally gets out. And okay, bye. Come slam the door. I drive over to pick up this lady. I pull up in front of her house. I look back in the back seat. His phone is on the back seat. So I'm thinking. He left his phone in my car. I'm take, I have another ride already to go here. But you know how it is if you lose your phone, your whole life evaporates, really, because you, you can't call anyone. How you know. can he leave you a five-star review? It, it, that, too. Or a tip. Or a tip. <laughs> a drunken tip. So now yeah, this could this, have been a huge tip. Or this no next tip. ride is going to get in your car that already stinks like alcohol. It stinks in my car. Okay, so, yeah, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. There's, and I got the phone. So now I got the phone. I'm like, ah. Oh. So she... She gets in the vehicle, and I say, uh, do you mind if I go? It's only two minutes away. i got to get this guy back his phone. He left his phone in my car. And she says, well, I have a reservation that I don't want to be late for. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you are. I said, okay. You're the hired help, Mikey. <sighs> I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> if I, it's right, over, right around the block. Now i got to take her into, like, uh, where, where's, the, where's the Boston TD Garden? What's that street called? Uh, Causeway. Causeway. Yeah. That's where her... Her thing. She had a reservation at a sports bar. Oh, and you want to be? You don't want to be late by two minutes? Give me a fucking break. Must be a hot date. So I t- so I'm driving, and I, I just erupted. Sports bar. As I'm dri- as I'm driving, I think to myself, and I said this to her. I, I shouldn't have, but I said, "Yeah, this is great. Now I got to go 15 minutes each way out of my way, 10 miles each way out of my way because you don't want to be late for your your reservation. That's great." <laughs> I said, you know, how would you like it if, if, if your phone was left in a car and someone returned to, returned to you? Would you? She goes, well, I didn't know that. And I said, yeah, you did. I'm like driving. I'm just pissed. So I drop her off. She goes, thank you. I'm like, yeah. I drive away. And I'm never impolite. That's correct. I'll never. vouch for that. You're always polite. I drive back to I'm Dorchester. surprised at this outburst. Now I got to drive back to Dorchester. By the way, I'm not getting paid for any of this because I'm, you know. <clears throat> I go back to the same address I dropped him off at. I start ringing the bell. There's four apartments in this one building. Oh, yeah. I didn't know which one it was. So I'm ringing all four of them. <laughs> Thinking someone's going to answer. No. No one answered. Finally, I'm pounding on the glass on the door. And so this this lady looks out. She didn't want to come down because, you know, she was scared of me. She's so, so, a crazy she, man. At the- she sent her drunk husband down. I told him what happened. I said, this guy here just dropped him off here. I have his phone. I'm trying to get it back to him. So he said, I'll take it. I'll give it to him. I'm thinking, okay, no, that's not good. Yeah. So I said, no, I'll, I'll keep it, and you have him contact me. Here's my phone number. I gave the guy my phone number. Beautiful. I'm doing everything I can possibly do to get this guy his phone back. Be a good citizen. <clears throat> a good lift I get driver. halfway home. I'm in Framingham. Now I'm driving home. I'm driving back toward where I live. And uh, the phone rings, and he says. His phone. His phone yeah. rings. And it's, it's the drunk guy. Yeah. And he says, hi. He goes, do you have my phone? I said, you just called me on your phone. What, what, what an asshole. She said, nope, don't have it. Sorry. So he's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. He says, well, can you bring it back? I said, no, I'm not bringing it back now. You weren't there when I went back. I've done everything I could possibly do. 
And you live you 100 can, miles away. I can send it to you. You can come get it. He goes, I'll come get it tomorrow. And he says, I'll call you tomorrow. So he calls me the next day. And uh, meanwhile, I bring the phone home. And at night, and the thing keeps ringing and ringing and ringing. And it's loud. And I don't even know how to turn it on. Or you got a slide pattern. you got to turn it on. Yeah. It's ringing, waking up my whole house. So I'm pissed about that. So he calls me in the morning, and he goes, oh, there's a train. I get a train. I'll meet you at uh, – I'm leaving here in an hour and a half, and I'll meet you. i got to go go drive to the train station in Hopkinton to meet the guy. <laughs> so I'm really – I mean, he's putting me out with this thing, but I'm trying to get him his phone back, right? <clears throat> I'm trying to do the right thing. I wait for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. At the train station? No, no. Oh. <laughs> Just to, for, to hear from him, hear back from him. He calls me. He says – uh, you know, I got insurance on the phone. I, you can just dispose of it. I don't. I don't want it. I'm going to get a new one. It's a new phone. It's I'm a, a brand new phone. What an what a total <laughs> dick. That was my thir- that was my New Year's Eve. But you know, there was more <laughs> that happened on New Year's Eve. But I, I can't even I can't even get into it because um, it's too long a story. You know, it really is. Well, what what's the gist of the story? Well, just the story is the guy's an asshole, oh, that, and, I, and I'm a good guy. Oh, I thought there was a second story. No. Well, there's, there's more story. Well, you mean more to that story? No, the bitchy lady was the second part of the story. Oh, wow. You know, I, I mean, I'm two people in one. I'm not getting paid for any of this crap, and it's New Year's. I should be home watching a ball drop. Well, you have a phone you can sell now. You know, every New Year's my balls drop, too. The people and places depicted in the Planet Mikey podcast are purely fictional. Any similarities to actual people, places, or things, living or dead, is purely coincidental. No animals were harmed in any way during the production of this podcast. Well, okay, we did play Red Rocket with one of the puppies. So, so uh, I pick up a guy last night. Now, here's what, this is what always happens to me when I'm lift driving. You know, I live in Upton, right? Yep. So it's kind of near Hopkinton. So I always try to aim my last rides toward back toward where I live, you know, because then I don't have to. Like if I went to took someone to Springfield, then I have to drive an hour and fifteen minutes to get home. So, like the horse always runs fastest when it's yeah. headed back to the barn. So I aim everything back east. So I'm heading east. I'm in Natick. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Farmer John. Lady, That's right. This lady wants me to come pick her up at an Audi dealer. So I'm like, okay, she probably doesn't live in Worcester. I just came from Worcester. Mm-hmm. I picked her up at the Audi dealer. I said, where are we going? She says, Worcester. I go, ah. So I got to turn around and go back to Worcester, which I just left. Up to, across 290, you know. So I get to Worcester, I drop her off. I say, okay, good. Now I can go home. I start to head back home. I head 290 east. I'm going back toward Marlboro. I get near Marlboro, the thing goes off again. So I pick up this guy in Marlboro. I said, where are you going? He says, Worcester. <laughs> I wanted to kick him in the nuts. Now, the guy, he was a nice kid. He's a Brazilian guy. Okay. From Brazil. Right. Originally. <clears throat> Went to school in Marlboro. Which is, as you'll hear, not, not a, he's not alone. Uh, he's a uh, guy that snuck into the country. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he says, uh, he says all the Brazilians sneak in. They just come in on a visa. They come in on a plane. They didn't. They never leave. Yep. So I was asking because I lived in Marlboro, and yeah, I had, they usually go to Framingham High. Well, there's Framingham. There's Milford. There's uh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of towns that have a, a lot of Brazilian people in them now. But I asked him because I was curious. I moved out of Marlboro, not because there was Brazilians there, but because why, I don't have any problem with Brazilians. But because when my, well, one of the reasons was my son, Andy, went to school to register for school when he was in, in like first, second, third grade, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they had three tables set up when you register. 
If you speak English, here's one table. If you speak Spanish, here's another table. If you speak Portuguese, there's another table. So they had three different languages for the red. That's just for the registration uh, of getting into school. This guy, this kid told me, this guy, uh, Brian, or Ryan, whatever his name was, told me that, I said, well, you know, how many kids in Marlboro High School you graduated from, how many of them, what percentage would you say speak English? He said, well, maybe 20%. Wow. Really? I said, what about, how many speak Spanish? He said, Thir- about 30%. I said, so you're telling me that it's 50% Brazilians that speak Portuguese? He goes, easily. Wow. So what? So now the, the school has to hire someone to teach in three different languages, right? Doesn't when that seem like a costly... just seems that if you <clears throat> taught everybody English, it would make well, things Well, cool. if Framingham High, most of the... Well, at least when I was there, and that was a long time ago, but... Most of the Brazilian kids were in general ESL classes. You would occasionally have some of them in the elective classes, like an animal behavior class, photography, whatever, stuff like that, gym class and stuff. Right. Um, But most of the time, they were doing math together in ESL classes. Okay. So, so, but they they have to have a degree of proficiency in English in order to be learning at the same pace in a fair in a fair basis as as the other people in the school. In other words, if you have to, t- <laughs> sure, but it wasn't like our cl- it wasn't like our classes had to be slowed down. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, because they had they to had keep to- up. They had to keep up. Yeah, well, like I said, most of the like their language classes, their math classes, their science classes, they were all that was it was all the Brazilian yeah. kids and yeah. whichever other you know ESL right students they had were all in those classes together. But the electives, like the you know. The bullshit. Yeah, they were in with the rest. Well, because because my, my wife Christine told me that in the in the school system uh, where we live, uh, you have to if someone comes in from Yemen, you have to have a translator for that kid. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you have to hire a translator to come in and translate for the kid who, or if they have someone who's from uh, Japan, or if they're you know someone from a, a country where they speak a different. They have to accommodate these different uh, linguistic situations. So to me, it's like you're putting it on the school system and on the taxpayers of that town who have to pay for the increases in taxes for the hiring of people to convey. The- so what you're saying is one student on top of whatever that one student costs tax-wise, on top of that, it's basically going to be another twenty-five to $35,000 charge on right. top for one teacher. And the people who come from the foreign countries who speak the language who need this assistance uh, linguistically – if that's even a word, yeah, they don't pay taxes because they're they're illegal uh, immigrants to the country, and they don't have a social security number. Not all. They of them, live but in the town. Ta- well, certainly, but they live in the town where, where 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 the town taxpayers are paying for the police, the fire departments, the roads being repaired, the schools. They call us racist for saying this shit. Mike. But yeah, it's just not fair. It's not fair to the taxpayers. It diminishes the product you get in your public school by whatever, not just monetarily, but by effectiveness. Uh, And it puts an additional burden on the taxpayers of the town. And we wonder why the educational systems and all the numbers are down. It's because it's it's an overstressed situation. And why the teachers' unions always want more money. I, I, I can't believe. And this guy. Do you blame them, though, when you think about the crap that they're going through? This guy said that he, you know. They're not real. I mean, they're. They are a little bit of the problem, but they're not the big problem. The guy said his dad snuck across the border of, of a, on a, on a, in a fire truck. They they told him, don't say anything. Just ride with this fireman. 
in his fire truck, and you go across the border, and then you get, then you run your own. They, they're sneaking people. A million people cross the border this year under Biden's administration. A million. And they're, God knows where they are. And they're not uh, tested for COVID. It, well, that's another point, yeah, because uh, obviously. <laughs> and so all of a sudden the so, numbers start going up and everybody's like, oh, oh it's, it's coming back. It's coming so it's back. okay for them to fire people, even health workers, if they're not if they're not tested for COVID. But if, if you're an illegal immigrant coming across the border, we don't test you. Go where you want. Do what you want. Doesn't it make you think there's another plan afoot? You know, and by the way, this isn't that I, it's not that I hate immigrants. It isn't. It's that it's just such a huge burden on this country and it's not fair. First of all, they're cutting the line ahead of people who've been waiting to be citizens. Secondly, they're not taking tests for COVID. They're going They're going to spread themselves out and going to the school systems and putting local uh, taxpayers the burden on them. And it's not. It's just not fair. Someone's got to take control of this country's border control situation. Don't you think? I think you could do it. I, I will. I'll, I'll buy go, your lonesome. I'll go down there and round them up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Just so you guys know, I tested negative. A few oh, hours ago, for I knew what? I was coming to see you, old fucks. Oh, so I thanks. had to make sure. For what? For what? COVID. <clears throat> oh, COVID. Yeah. 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 I did a radio show. I thought you were talking about that huge scab on your face. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm leaving that. I don't want people to talk to me. No, <laughs> my co-host. Anyway, this is positive, so I figured I should test before I saw you guys. Good idea. This guy from Brazil, this kid, this kid that told me all about what happens in the in the uh, the subculture Brazilian community. Yes. Nice guy. I told him. I said, you know what? I love Brazilian people. The problem is the you can't just open the borders and say, okay, all you Brazilians, come on in if you want to, because they will. And then you then you, may, you have a big mess. It has nothing to do with the... the, the in fact, Brazilian women, I got to say, they're in the, oh, they're the best-looking women in the world. They are. <laughs> yeah. They are. Yeah. How about we just let them in? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had these twins, these Brazilian twins. They were both like 19. They were a couple of years older than us. Yeah. I said, oh, my God, they were both beautiful. Yep. Twins. Yeah. What happened? Anything? <laughs> nope. No. You sure? Sometimes you try and try and try. How dare you? I have news. Do you have... Do, can you, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> can you press the right button for this? <laughs> and now... The news. And now the news. <laughs> Brought to you by Schaefer Beer. The one beer to have if you're stupid. <laughs> Goes real good with them wonderful pistachios that have worms gooing out of each shell. <laughs> A new report from Edmunds.com on the skyrocketing cost of used cars in America contains the quote from a woman in Omaha, Nebraska, whose car had been totaled in a crash. She desperately needed basic transportation. She got basic, all right. A 2013 Scion... With 160,000 miles on it. Yikes. How much did she pay? $10,000. 7000 Jesus, really? $7,500. Yikes. Woo. I should sell my Explorer. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Price Index reported last month the average transaction price of a used car in November was $26,000. Wow. Wow. Edmund says that average has now moved to $29,000 this month. <laughs> Three grand in a month, up three grand in one month. That's an increase of 39% in the past year. Uh, cars are one of the biggest drivers of the 6.8 inflation rate here oh, in America. Drivers. You know, you uh, know, if I owned a, a service shop, I would be inviting people in with their shit boxes. Yeah. And restoring them to the best buy of my them. ability. Or you could buy, buy them, them, sure. Buy them, but, sell them, in fact, they're fixed. But you could restore it for short money. 
and the car would you'd give it another ten years of life. I would think that yeah. would be a service people would pay. And the mechanic for. says this car is only thirty three thousand dollars, but it's certified. Oh, who, who's it certified by? Me. <laughs> Don't worry Joey. about it. Joey, the mechanic, certified. Right there, there's a sticker right on it. Says certified. Anyway, reasons for this: lowered demand for during the pandemic. They stopped making cars. They stopped the the uh, rental car companies. They used to dump all kinds of fleet cars onto the used car market. Yeah, I sold a million of them when I was at Waltham Ford. And those they, are the worst cars to buy. No, they sometimes you beat them, but they, they 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 inspect them first. They give them the hundred and forty seven point inspection before who they inspected them. You, Joey, the mechanic. <laughs> There's the chip shortage. That's a problem. Yep. People were stuck at home. They weren't driving their cars, so they weren't buying new cars. So everything went down. So now and now the demand goes back up, and there there, there just aren't any cars. Last month, the average used vehicle price was sixty three percent of the average new vehicle cost. Ooh. Wow. Sixty-three percent. So you get a five-year-old car that's out of warranty for sixty-three percent of the new car cost. It's unbelievable. That's consumer news for you. There you go, Ben. You can keep that. Thank you. <coughs> you sign this for me? No. Mm. Story number two. Two. The officials had high hopes for a big potato statue in Cyprus. Hmm? But someone had other plans. That's the headline. 16-foot-tall sculpture shaped like a potato was chopped down at 3.30 a.m. on the first day of the year. Some kind of New Year's prank taking down our landmark. $5,400 worth of damages. That was a hell of a potato there, I'll tell you. Nicknamed the Big Potato, <laughs> the monument was erected in the town of Xylophagu, which is in <laughs> Cyprus. Those Cypriots, they have quite a sense of humor, don't they? Yeah. Uh, they were honoring the nation's staple crop, which is potatoes. I think Idaho should do this, too. Now, this went viral. The picture became famous. It became one of the most famous potatoes in the world. <clears throat> but hours after ringing in the new year, unknown perpetrators vandalized the attraction. Former ambassador to Cyprus, Euripides Yurivariatas, compared the moment to other national beacons like the Eiffel Tower and the Statue of Liberty. He said, It'll be, it's a landmark. You can't do that to our landmark. Uh, but it's... Uh, there's a picture if you would like to see it. Yeah, let's see the picture. Yeah, it's big. Hold it, it up. It reminds me of that Bill Pito story, which I've told many times. He asked me on the air one night when we were doing my TV show. Mm -hmm. He said, he's having a hard time getting a girlfriend. So I said, this works every time. Put a potato in your pants. So he came back the next night and he said, it didn't work. I put a potato in my pants. It's not, I said, in the front. <laughs> He, li he laughed until he stopped. Here's the worst mother. The worst mother ever. A mother who reported that her one-year-old son was run over by a truck on Christmas Eve oh. is now facing a murder charge in connection with the death of the, her son after she failed to seek medical attention. Officers responding in Gwinnett, Georgia, on Christmas found a one-year-old child dead. The boy's mother, where did you get this name? Ola Wada Miliola, mm -hmm. first name. Ima Fiabor. 
29 years old of Norcross, Georgia, reported her child was run over by a truck while playing outside, and then he appeared to be fine, but then he died later that night. Autopsy performed on the boys. Police say the injuries appear to be inconsistent with the mother's story. The police announced Sunday that Ima Fadla Labalor is now facing charges of second-degree murder and second-degree cruelty to children. That woman should die. No kidding. They should kill that woman. I'm, I'm, bringing I'm, us down. I'm a death penalty guy. You want me to bring you back up again? Please. Okay, here we go. The final news story. A member of a golfing party on Australia's Christmas Island captured video when a massive coconut crab... You've had those, Ben. Attempted to steal... delicious. A massive coconut crab attempted to steal a golf club... And ended up chopping through the shaft of the golf club with its claws. Oh, nothing's worse than crabs I'm chopped sorry. through the shaft. Oh, when your shaft gets <laughs> gets clipped by a crab, oh. you, you know you got to go see someone. <laughs> got to get treatment. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> the Buner captured video of the large coconut crab, also known as a robber crab, due to the species' penchant for thievery. Oh. Did you know that they were thieves? I do now. Climbed under a friend's bag, took a hold of the club. A crab climbs on a golf bag, takes the club, the and tries to leave with it. And then he says, oh, you're not going to let me leave? I'll this chop it in half with my claw. Robber crab. A man attempted to wrest the club free from the crab's grip, but the crustacean ended up using its claws to cut right through the shaft. Wow. The crab left the broken club behind, but scuttled off with a club cover. <laughs> what a head cover. That's a funny... You know what he was doing with that later. That's right. Sick fuck. (laughs) Buner said the crab may have been attracted by old food in his friend's bag. Oh, food in the bag. So you got old food in the bag, you got a a snapped shaft, and you got the crabs. You want uh, 13 frightening facts about coconut crabs real quick? not really. Just one will do. Okay, they they have a lot of powerful legs and can lift up to 60 pounds. Wow. How heavy is a bowling ball? Can they crack a pistachio nut? Like... I don't know, anywhere between, like, 12 and 15, yes. 16 Do pounds. they eat worms? Uh, they can eat chickens, cats, birds, and sometimes they Small auto-cannibalize. Oh, Ooh, pistachios? Yeah. Did they eat Amelia Earhart? Ooh. I don't know. Let's you know, ask our I'm... crab expert, Ben Kitchen. Ben? Well, the only thing I know about them is that they're itchy. That's so gross. We just you know, outed Ben. You know what those are? But those are, those are lice. Those cra- the little crabs that you can get, those are lice. They're not crustaceans. They're lice. Right? Well, I named them all Sebastian. When you say I feel, when you say I feel lousy, you're, you're, you're admitting something. Um, okay, so now I have, do I have. How's my list, by the way? Lisp. List. Fabulous. France, France list. That was a great list, Mikey. That was pretty good today, huh? Yeah. We got more though. You know what I got? A promotion for uh, the 15 Minutes of Fame, which has become oh, the biggest be podcast in all of New England. Shame? Yeah. Yeah, what I say? Fame. Yeah, that's what I, I meant to say shame. Jesus Christ, I made some serious mistakes. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said fame. I was, I was so off on that. It's, it's shame. <laughs> like when you spit in your face. What must be what? Uh, we have uh, we have music for you. And by the way, 15 Minutes of Shame is available wherever you get your podcasts. 
wherever you get your podcast. And I have the feeling Smitty yeah. and Ben on this week's edition are going to go off on some things. But the good news is it's 15 minutes long. You can get it all in on a short drive down to the convenience store or to the, around the block or down or to work. 15 minutes of shame available on Stitcher, right? Yes. Spotify? Yes. Uh, Google? Yes. iTunes? Uh, yeah. well, Apple? Yeah. Apple. Yep. So it's everywhere. Everywhere. If it was up your ass, you'd know it. On a computer, dear you, everybody. <laughs> my brother used to say that all the time. Where's my keys? He'd say, if they were up your ass, you'd know where they were. That's not, it's, and it's old. It's old school. That's right. It's not even that funny. But once you hear it enough times, when you're looking for, where'd I leave that carton of milk? If it was up your ass. <laughs> my older brother used to use that on me all the time. Uh, we got a, uh, an oldie but a goodie from Joe and Jerry this week. Joe and Jerry, of course, I, I got to give them credit. They don't—they do this for so little money because it's a labor of love. It's true. They pour down the music on us here on the on the Planet Mikey podcast, and it's delicious. In fact, here's this week's edition right now. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. She always knows her place. She's got style. She's got grace. She's a winner, Joe. At Shaw's. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady. Talking about that little lady. And the lady's mine. Well, she's never in the way. She's got always something nice to say. And what a blessing. I can leave her on her own, knowing she's okay alone, and there's no messing, Joe. She's a lady! Oh, 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 she's a lady, I hope. Talking about that little lady. And the lady is mine. True? Well, she never asks very much, and I don't refuse her. I always treat her with respect. I never would abuse her. What she's got is hard to find, and I don't want to lose her. Help me build a mountain from a little pile of sh uh, clay. Hey, hey, hey! Well, she knows what I'm about, and she can take what I dish out, and that's not easy. Well, she knows me through and through, and she knows just what to do and how to please me. She's a lady. Better hope so. Oh, ho, ho. she's a lady. Talking about that little lady. And the lady is mine. At Shaw's. Yeah, she's a lady. Oh, yeah, Joe. She's a lady. And tell by those knockers. She's a lady. She's a lady. Oh, she's a lady, talking about the little lady. Oh, yeah, she's a, she's a lady, Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, 